the Voices of Dentistry Podcast Summit is coming to Scottsdale, Arizona, January 26th and 27th of 2018. The Voices of Dentistry Podcast Summit is the biggest dental podcasting event of the year. We'll have all your favorite dental podcasts live at the Doubletree Resort Paradise in Scottsdale, Arizona. Each attendee will receive up to 16 CE credit hours over the course of the two-day summit. We'll have a lineup of popular speakers from the dental world who will be providing the continued education. It's hosted by Alan Mead and Jason Lipscomb of the Dental Hacks, the Dentalpreneur Podcast with Dr. Mark Costas, and of course, Dr. Justin Moody of Dentists, Implants, and Worms. Register online today at VoicesOfDentistry.com. Regular admission is $8.97, which includes admission, 16 CE credits, and one complimentary drink ticket. We offer a discounted rate for current dental students, so email info at VoicesOfDentistry.com for details. Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental <laughs> advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, what is up? Well, same old, same old. I got back to the office. Uh, it's a new year. Another chance to screw it all up. We have a guest today who I did not know until, I don't know, what, about, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, a couple months ago. And it's sort of the stills. It, it, that, this happens to me somewhat frequently. Lance, probably you, the same thing. You get a request from somebody on Facebook you don't really know, but you have like 49 mutual friends or whatever. Yeah. And so you, you go ahead and say yes. And this particular person, his, I believe his profile picture was a Cleveland Indians logo. Yes. <laughs> so I automatically assumed extreme racist. Um, <laughs> and so I friended him. Um, but no, it, it, and then now it's an Ohio State Buckeyes logo, so I don't really know what he looks like. But every single day, he has a joke. Um, most of them are sort of in the pun category, I guess I would say, but they're all really good. Oh, yeah. So our, our guest today is Dr. Kevin Fryer from um, Ohio, I would guess, based on the Cleveland Indians <laughs> and Ohio State Buckeyes. It'd be weird if you lived in Oregon and you were like really into the Buckeyes. <laughs> Yes. Kevin, welcome. Where do, welcome, and where do you get these jokes from? Do you write these? Do you have a book in your bathroom that you pull these from? What's the deal? Well, this all started uh, way back when I joined Facebook. I just wanted to make it different. I didn't want to show pictures of food or you know the typical things people share on Facebook. So um, I've always uh, been a fan of comedy. So I just uh, originally was stuff that I had made up on my own, which I quickly ran out of. Yeah. Um, For me, that would be three and a half days. I'd be done. Right. I got an hour. So uh, some of them are my own. Some of them I get from Twitter. Some of them I have a friend uh, behind the scenes who feeds me some good uh, good stuff. But, Your friend uh, happens to be Aziz Ansari, right? Right. <laughs> Professional uh, comedian. Actually, actually, a friend from high school. Nice. Uh, so... It, it, it's become just my thing at sometimes it's a burden. Um, other times it's, uh, it's, uh, if something actually that we, uh, that I make up on my own comes up during the day, I can't wait for the next day. Yeah. Uh, but the ones that are stolen or whatever, you know, 
it is what it is. But I think well, the I, I enjoy it. I think they're the good part of it is that my uh, particularly my high school friends uh, have some fun with it, and that people come up with some creative comebacks, which that makes me laugh no matter That's what. The best part. Yeah. yeah. Good. So you practice in the Ohio area near Cleveland, yes. I'm guessing. We are in Mayfield Heights, which is a suburb of Cleveland. Um, we're about uh, 10, 15 miles from downtown Cleveland. Long, um, lifelong Clevelander. Can you uh, smell the river burning from where you're at? <laughs> I was just uh, by the river today. Nice. Uh, no, I cannot smell it, but uh, I've and I've never actually seen it burn. But um, it uh, it is near and dear to my heart. So <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Uh, Kevin, your your wife, um, I guess, is your office manager. Is it involved with your business? And, and I guess you guys are. She has a company called Buckeye Dental Products or Buckeye Dental Productions. Productions, yes. And so she's sort of a coach kind of uh, deal. Kind of yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So um, she and her business partner Mary Beth Bajornis, um have known each other for about ten years and uh, have have just really hit it off. They're like sisters. Uh, Mary Beth has her company, Dental Support Specialties, which I think, uh, Lance, you've used in the past. Yeah, we, we're using them right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, Fantastic. Uh, right. So um, they've, they've just uh, been good friends for a long time and uh, have always sort of behind the scenes been helping people. Missy gets a lot of private messages. Hey, this I have this problem in my office. How can you help? And then uh, sometime in July or August, uh, Mary Beth, uh, called and said, "Hey, I got this great idea for uh, a new business for us," and and that was sort of the genesis of the of the uh, planner survival guide, the the dental planner, which and, I just got in the mail today and and paid, I believe, dental hacks price for. It. So I paid for it. Yes. I, I'm not used to paying for stuff. I kind of get a lot of stuff <laughs> for free. But I said, "No, I want to support." And and I had about ten minutes to look at it today and was very impressed. Thank you. Uh, so I'm excited to get in that. In fact, I gave it to my office manager. I said, hey, take this home for the next couple of nights. I want you to read through it, digest it. Then I'll do the same thing. And then we'll have a meeting next week and we'll really go over it. So I'm excited about this guide. Yeah. Yeah. We got ours today too. And my wife opens it up and she goes, what the f*** is this? And, and I, <laughs> what more it, did it you buy? It comes in a huge box. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool looking box too. So it's not. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not like, it's got like ballistic foam in it. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's sweet production value on this thing. It really, there, no one, there's not cheaping out. That, that box, let me tell you. <laughs> I heard that uh, there was a lot that went in that box. I've heard that before about something different, I think. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it was funny. It was my wife looks at it. She's, she's kind of pissed because I've spent money and I, you know, got to support a bra, right? So I, uh, she looks at it. She then, 10 minutes later, she calls me over to ask about something and, and liked one thing. Next thing you know, she likes this. Next thing you know, she's leave, she leaves a little bit before I do. And she goes, this is for tomorrow morning. Make sure you start the huddle with this. Like she's, she's already on board. It's already for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. sweet. That's so beautiful. I'm assuming that your, your wife and her name is Missy. Is that correct? Yes. I'm yes. assuming that Missy is really good at giving good advice. So Absolutely. that's why you're on the podcast and not Missy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Because we're not interested in giving good advice. Hell no. <laughs> so I, I, do you, have you guys heard of, of a practice consultant named Tom Orent? O-R-E-N-T. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like a thousand pearls or something. Yeah, he's like gold yes. gems or something like that. It's okay. Just, a thousand pearl necklaces. Yes. <laughs> so I got. A, I've never worked with him before, but somehow I'm on his mailing list, and I got a, a little like priority mail package from him today, and it was a bunch of like documents and stuff that he wanted me to read and some some stuff, and then inside the package was also a, a book, a small book. And the title of the book is Confessions from 116 Dentists Who Transformed Their Practices. And then the tagline of that is how they reignited, reignited their passion and fell in love with life again. Mm. Huh. It's wow. I mean, we're making big, big time promises here. So, you know, <laughs> I, I picked it up and I, I just started flipping through to see if there was any names in here. So you're 116 dentists. Like odds are there's some name I'm going to have at least heard of or know. And so I'm flipping through and flipping through, and when you know it, I get to page 126. And, and the dentist featured on this page is, is a, a, a dentist who practiced uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, and, and we're about to get dark on the podcast, but I, I feel like this is worth bringing up. The <laughs> dentist's name is Dr. Joe Miranda. And my fiance Andrea, who's also a dentist, actually worked uh, in Joe Miranda's practice hmm. uh, a few years ago. Um, and she came into the practice after Dr. Miranda had shot himself in the head in his oh own God. private office. Oh. Wow. So now, let, let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> what was his passion again? <laughs> you would think that if you had heard word, and this was, I don't know, eight years ago, something like this, that, that he, he probably, you know, heartbreakingly took his own life. And this is not to sort of trivialize that. It's a horrible thing. But my question is more along the lines for, for, for Tom Orant, uh, who apparently is doctor. I don't know if he's a dentist or if he's like a PhD or something. Don't you think you might scrub that one from the book? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking editing is not Tom's yeah. strong thing. Uh, I probably wouldn't want a testimonial from someone who took their own life in their office. Um, probably a bad idea. Well, so, maybe, maybe that's just you and me. Maybe it's others think different. I, don't I, know. I'm, I may need to start Googling the other people in this book. Maybe they've all done that. <laughs> that would be an awesome book, actually. <laughs> you remember like plot lines from like, it seems to be like this was like old movies or whatever. There'd be like a movie would have a tontine. Do you know what a tontine is? No. It, it's like where it, it's like where everybody signs this agreement that like you know some treasure or something that every like a group of seven or eight people found sort of is a community thing, and it the last living person gets the treasure or whatever. Oh, okay. And so yeah. it's like, you know, then people start dying and it's always like, <laughs> take a look at this photo. Everybody in this photo is dead except for two people or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like trying to figure out who's murdering the other people in the photo. Like right. maybe this book is like that where it's like you start yes. looking at all these people and they're all dead. And <laughs> it's like, this is actually just Tom Orrant has murdered 116 <laughs> dentists. Or, or, and he's, it's and, and like it the says ring. confessions. You watch the movie The Ring and then you're going to die. So if you, exactly. no, you the open the, you're Josh, you open the book. I'm, you're I've next. got seven <laughs> days, man. You're next. So anyway, I, I just thought that was I, not, I mean, it's certainly not hubris that Dr. Miranda has passed away. And, and there were some heartbreaking stories out of that that I remember hearing. Hmm. However, I do think it's humorous that no one at this, at this dental consulting company would consider scrubbing 
right. the confession <laughs> out of the book <laughs> about how great this consultant was. Because obviously it wasn't that great. Like if yeah. it was that great of a consultant, I might still be, alive. still be kicking around. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, well, guys, you know, this is an advice show and, and this is an advice show where we answer our listeners questions. We also answer questions that we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups that we're all members of. We answer questions from Reddit, which I love. Um, and we strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand advice. So please, listeners, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, Lance, we don't want just any questions, do we? Fuck no. We don't want boring questions like, what's the best lubricant for my files for endo? Because we all know that that is cinnamon-flavored Astroglide, right? Oh, I thought it was KY. Son of a bitch. It just, the flavoring, I think, really has an antibacterial thing. There we go. Okay. But I'd, I'd stick with like a cinnamon over like a passion fruit or something like that, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not into fruity lube. Right. Yeah, no. It's, uh, give, give me a mint or cinnamon. We want the tough questions. Kevin, Kevin what, what kind of lube do you like? Well, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not such a fan of cinnamon. Um, oh, mint? Okay. You know. Okay. All right. The fresh. Yeah. And when's your birthday? Guess what you're getting. <laughs> this will be thrilling. Uh, the que- we want the questions that Gordon Christensen can answer. So let's get started with, with one of these questions. Question number one, Deborah asks, what should I do when my treatment coordinator comes in 30 minutes to an hour late every day? I did two write-ups already. She is very good at getting treatment accepted. Ugh. What the fuck, stupid piece of shit, goddamn and gerbil loving piece of dumbass is what doesn't know what to do. You fuck, you got a stupid piece of that doesn't go up on so they're and then you enable this piece of to motherfuck them in 30 minutes to an hour unpredictably. Fuck that Jesus fucking crap. Who's the real girl boss there? No shit. I love it. I knew that this was going to get Lance to erupt. <laughs> oh, it's Christ. so good. Lance, let me ask you this question, and Kevin, you as well. Yes. How good at getting treatment plans accepted does this treatment coordinator need to be to justify being 30 minutes to an hour late every day? She better be fucking awesome. Let me tell you, if she can bring enough production to your office that allows you to take the week off between Christmas and New Year's, she can come in late every single day. I, it takes about 15 years, I heard, to get to that point. 17, I think. Uh, 17, okay. okay. I mean, so, I mean, there's just so many problems here, but but let's, I mean, I, obviously, you know, I think we're all on, on the page of like, you just need to move on, right? Like, yeah. there's plenty of other people you can find that, to get treatment plans, that, that are good at getting treatment plans accepted, Holy who shit, will I, respect the boundary of time. I, I fired someone because she was always five minutes late every day. Uh, you know what? I, I, I asked her, I said, I hey, get it. You press snooze one extra time, but five minutes earlier. You know, there, there's got to be some way for you to show up on time. And when I let her go, she It's goes, an attention to detail thing, right? For me, yeah. it's like, it's respecting, like, it, so if you're sloppy with, like, that detail of being on time, what else are you sloppy with? Well, we had a chronic late person who was related to my business manager, who is, uh, re- who is my wife, who therefore is related to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that got to be very awkward, and she, uh, we ended up having to fire her. So that, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, it, she's late every single day, and it, it doubles the awkwardness of the conversation because I have to see her at you know, family functions and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I feel like this is an accepted rule of thumb. If you're late, 
your ass better have breakfast right, for right. everyone. So if you're going to be 30 minutes late, that's fine. But you're bringing egg McMuffins for everybody every day. Right. That's going to add up. So that's a rule. You can be late. However, you're coming with breakfast. That doesn't seem to be the case, though. I no, I didn't, she didn't yeah. note that. So I, I think here, here's here's one sort of scheme I have to fix this. Um, you're going to have to get a hacker on your side. It could be Russian. It can be uh, like Bosnian. It, could, it doesn't matter where the hacker's from. Go on the dark web and find a hacker. You're going to have to <laughs> hack into the phone, and you have to change the clocks on the phone. You're going to need to break into her house, and you're going to have to change all the clocks in her house. You're going to need to gift her like a wristwatch as a gift for Christmas or whatever birthday that you can fiddle with the time on. And you're just going to have to make it, you know, just move all the clocks to an hour earlier. So there you go. actually time. I feel like that would work, right? Yeah. I mean, she probably DVRs all her TV shows anyway, so she's not right. telling time. No one what watches, she watches live TV. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah right. So yeah, um, that seems reasonable. Here's another thing you could do. Move the entire schedule an hour earlier. <laughs> but don't tell any patients, you know, and, and obviously you've got to turn off like your solution reach your lighthouse or like whatever right. texting, you know, software that you use for cover. You got to turn all that off because you don't want the patients to know that their appointments are actually at nine when you moved it up to eight. Right. But just move everybody up by an hour. So she thinks that the office starts at seven and not eight. That way, when she shows up at eight, she's on time. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I think just, that would work. I don't see a problem with that one. Although the dark web, I'm, I'm a little... Uh, don't you get put on a list, like a no-fly list, if you if you hang out with a dark web and child porn and all that? I, I got to be honest with you, Lance. I, I'm a pretty tech-savvy guy. Uh-huh. I have no earthly clue how to get onto the dark web. Right. Is it like an app? or I don't, I don't even know. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do. I don't know. Well, CSI Cyber, they certainly had no problem going on the deep web and, and finding all these kid pedophile priests and stuff. So I don't know. So get a hacker and just hack into all our stuff and change all our times. Here's another thing I've noticed is is when I used to, it's before the days of direct deposit, but I used to do checks, you know, when I used to do written checks or whatever, I would hand uh-huh. them out in the morning so that they could go and deposit them at lunch if they wanted to. And I noticed that- You were that so on, nice. I, I would give it to them at the end of the day. So the bank was already closed. Oh, so you would get like by <laughs> yourself 12 more hours or whatever of, <laughs> of, of the checks hitting your account. <laughs> I noticed that no one was ever late on payday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. If you're doing something special that day, right. uh, people are on time. If you're buying lunch for everyone, they're, they're always on there. Time. No one calls in sick that day. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. So every day's got to be a special day. Yes. <laughs> but every day is a special day. You get to see me. You're going to hang out with me. Come on. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So good. I, so we're all in agreement. Like you just have to move on. Like you can find somebody else who can get treatment plans accepted, who will respect time. Well, I mean, the, the bottom line is it's also undermining, undermining you as the boss. They don't respect you. And you're, you told them to be there at eight. and They're showing up at nine. The rest of the team is just going to think you're, you're a freaking yeah, pussy. You, you lose everybody else. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that we're always preaching that what we're really selling in our office is time. You're selling time with the, the doctor or time yeah. with the hygienist. And and so we need to respect that time. The patients need to respect our time and we need to respect the patient's time. And you're, you know, we preach that to death and then you're coming in late. You're, you're missing the whole concept of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And, and as much as, I mean, it would take someone who everybody they ever talk to always buys 10 unit veneer cases every freaking day. 
If I mean, if you're doing that, then yeah, I could probably put up with a lot. You got to be the LeBron of getting treatment accepted. Exactly. Right? I mean, and like not just for like a couple of days. Like this has to be a long-standing record of like closing every single case that walks in. Yeah, a person like that, I might put up with it, but short of that, still no. piss you off. Yeah, I'll be pissed but I can be pissed as I cash the checks. Yeah. The tricky thing is dealing with the, like, why is it okay for that team member to be late, but not me? Right. And, and, and that is, that's a really hard thing to deal with yeah. and not to be sort of genderific on this, but uh, like uh, women tend to like have sort of, uh, you s- tend to see that sort of with dental team members who are women is that sort of uh-huh. that team member gets this, whatever it may be. And I don't, why don't, why can they do it? But I can't. Right. And, and, and so that's going to be a difficult thing, Deborah, for you to deal with in this situation. I, she's been written up twice and obviously like it's, it's, it has not sunk in yet. So wow. I, I, I don't know. I just don't think you're going to improve this. No. Somebody suggested I saw in this thread to like suspend her for a week without pay or whatever. <laughs> the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. I just like... <laughs> It's not the NFL, man. You can't like suspend. I, I I don't know. Like I don't know. First off, I I don't know the legality of of that. Like I, right. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure you could do it. But you've already written her up twice. She obviously doesn't feel like consequences matter. So yeah. I, I think it's just time to move on. Time to move on. Do, do you do write ups? Either of you? You write people? No, I've never written up anyone. I me neither. Yeah, I, I We've only went talking to. But <laughs> yeah, come to Jesus moments. Right. Yes, I, I've written up somebody. A, a few times in the past, but it's like this was strictly like me preparing to fire this person so that right. I have ammo, right? Like yeah. the write up is you're already fired when I'm writing you up. <laughs> I'm just building my case against you. Yeah, and, it, and honestly, I think the only reason you would do that if you you think you're going to be able to fight them on uh, unemployment, but in Washington at least, it's such a blue state that no matter what, they're going to get it. So why why bother yeah. with all the effort? Because they're gonna they're gonna freaking. I had one. She freaking committed a felony in my office, and she still collected unemployment. Well, why oh, the hell? No, that's insanity. Well, forget that. So so now I don't even write it up. It's like yeah, you're done. Get out. It's way different in Texas. I don't know what it's like in Ohio, but in Texas they have to really like. Uh, I mean, I, they always say like it's an at will state or whatever, and I feel like I hear that a lot. But even though it's an at will state, like people still get unemployment filed on them, and you hear horror stories of people getting unemployment, like even though things are well documented or whatever. And a couple of times I've had somebody file on me i've always been able to to show like just cause or whatever and never had to pay yeah. out a claim wow i've never, i've never lost a case um so uh, far i mean obviously the next time i fire someone <laughs> i will lose that case yeah just watch out in, in the ether but uh same thing at will state in ohio and you know i i, I guess i've just had pretty good documentation or could prove the person outright lie lied about what their situation was so right Lance, Lance, you're like the Washington Generals of unemployment. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. High Not score. a good record. Hell no. So I just give up now. It's it's like if, if I think I'm normally in a normal state, I would write you up. That's when I just go, ah, you're fired. Just done. Just get out. Because if you're gonna have to pay it anyway, yeah. what's the point? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not good, Deborah. Sorry, we don't have better news for you. Uh, we wish we could come up with some sort of crazy time-related scheme, but unfortunately, I think you're just gonna have to uh, pull it off like you pull off a band-aid. Uh, yeah. Just get, get rid of her. Do you hate tight canals and are too cheap to buy some RC prep? Try KY now with chlorhexidine. All right. Question two. Sam asks, hello, good doctors. 
Our hygienist is loud AF. And Lance, <laughs> I believe that AF stands for... As fuck. Okay, so our hygienist <laughs> is loud as fuck. Uh, like voice echoing through the office. She has a lisp, too. How can I tell her to turn the volume down without being the office bitch? Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Every office has that one loud employee. But damn it, y'all. <laughs> I love the way the question ends. But damn it, y'all. So good. So I got to ask, did Missy submit this question? (laughs) No, she did not. Unless she's posing as Sam. Actually, our biggest pet peeve about one of our employees, it's it's uncanny. Is it it the volume issue or is it volume and lisp? No lisp. Just volume. There you go. But but, um, there is such thing. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. As a, there's a Cleveland accent. We tend to pronounce our A's a little hard, like Cleveland. And our particular hygienist has, uh, she could be on, uh, if you Googled a Cleveland accent or YouTube did whatever, you would hear it in her voice. So we'll replace the lisp with the, the hard Cleveland A. All right. It's still annoying, though. <laughs> that reminds me of, of my favorite airport in the world. For no, it's It's a horrible airport. But my favorite part, my favorite airport in the world is Chicago Midway, because when you land at Chicago Midway, they have like an announcement overhead that's like, hey, welcome to Chicago or whatever. But they literally like hired the guy from the <laughs> super, SNL super fan sketch to do. It's the most Chicago awesome. guy in the world. <laughs> welcome to Chicago Midway Airport. And it's just the most Chicago thing of all time. And it's it's literally like they had a casting call of just like the most Chicago person possible. Did and he, that's the guy they got. Did he mention Ditka? He, there was, there's no mention. Well, okay. well I think at, at Chicago Midway Airport, instead of like the white loading zone or whatever, like where you drop somebody off uh-huh. or pick somebody up, it's the Ditka zone. And then you've got the Jordan zone is for the black cars. Not, you know, not because of a color thing, but because he's, you know, he's the big star. And that's the black cars and the limos, you know? Awesome. Um, so, yeah, the Cleveland accent thing is not something I could have pinpointed. But now that you say it, I, I can hear it. Yeah. So what do you do about your lot employee, Kevin? Well, uh, mostly uh, what, what we uh, tried to do at first, uh, we put a, uh, a dog bark collar on her. And when she got too loud, we just turn it up and zap her in the neck. And yes. Down. Obviously, not violating any type of civil rights laws or employment laws with that. Correct. And when that sort of, uh, we, we felt a little. The batteries guilty. ran out. Yeah. <laughs> what we decided to do was not do anything about it, but complain a lot about her. And uh, <laughs> it's sort of the office joke. There have been times her, she's a hygienist. She usually works out of the room that's furthest away from our private office, and literally sometimes. I can't hear Missy talking to me from three feet away, and all I can hear is the hygienist's voice. And, oh wow! And the other part of the, say that again. Do patients complain about it? Um, only one has ever, uh, and that lady has. Uh, she's had some mental problems, but <laughs> the the other issue with it is she is our longest employee. All the patients love her. She is a great hygienist, <sighs> but I I literally can't hear myself think sometimes and it's it seems like it's becoming problem uh, more of a problem as we're all getting older so yeah so wow. like she's, she's, her hearing is getting worse and so therefore she's I believe that's happening I believe that's oh man yeah, don't, you hate that? good. don't you hate that when you've got an employee that just drives you crazy and normally you'd say you know what you got to go but everybody else talks you off the wall because patients love her she's so kind she's so this and, and 
You're like, you're the only one with the problem. So then you start looking at yourself in the mirror going, shit, what's my problem? Why am I having such a... If patients love her, you know you're going to have to answer questions. Patients are going to ask, what happened to to Stephanie? Yeah. Right. And then you say, well, I'm I'm a fucking soul, so I had to get rid of her. Right. I couldn't handle her... Her her loud voice and her lisp. Yeah, and, and and so I fired her after I put her out on her ass after fourteen years. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna win your patients over real big. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a similar really... deal like when a patient says they've had a toothache for six months, and you're like, why would you deal with the toothache? Like now you've dealt with this employee for so long that it's like, yeah, if you would have, if you're gonna fire, you should have fired her like eleven years ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. I should have kept sure. a decibel meter in my office, and when it reaches a certain point, then then you're gone. <laughs> Boeing 747 level. It's it's time to move on. So tell me if I'm wrong. I've never been a hygienist, but you're wrong. You could you oh, could wait. do hygiene with a ball gag, right? It wouldn't affect your ability to scale teeth. Well, there's that. Get the nice kind, for, like the kind on Pulp Fiction. Get 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 real tasteful. Yeah, it's like a rubber ball with a leather strap around it, and you could somehow fashion some sort of mask over it, so the patients wouldn't even know that she had a ball gag oh, that, in. She has a that's mask. That's actually a good idea. What do you think is the worst part? Do you think it's the volume or the lisp? I can tell you right now, for me, it's the volume. The volume. lisp, in this case, would just make it funnier. But uh, <laughs> the volume, I, I mean, I live this every day. Dr. Timmerman, it's Stephanie, and <laughs> Miss Simpson is in room one, and she really is having some issues with sensitivity on yeah. her lower right premolar. See, number I, 30. I'm, I'm such a jerk that I probably unintentionally would end up mimicking her in a mocking way and not realize that I did it and then have her wide eyes or my other assistant look at me, you know, shocked that I just did that. And I'd, it would take me a bit to figure out that I just did that. So, confession. All right. So, all the time. What, one of the best sort of ways to deal with something it's like when you have to eat an elephant right you eat an elephant a bite at a time right 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 so let's deal with this problem one piece at a time and if i remember correctly from complete dentures a lisp can be potentially fixed by lengthening the incisors right am i remembering that wrong or is it the incisors are too long which one is it just move them to some place where the lisp doesn't happen but yeah, yeah you, <laughs> just keep moving them. yeah so do something right look at her front teeth yeah so knock out fix, her front teeth just punch her sure yeah can you have a lisp if you don't have front teeth i don't know we call it a love groove a love groove at least you have a love groove at that point i, I fix the lisp and then deal with the volume and i think kevin's idea of, of a sort of shock collar is not a bad idea um the ball gag is not a bad idea yeah hey, kevin guess what your birthday package is going to be it's ky ball gag and a shock collar you're going to have a good time yeah and then when my wife opens that <laughs> exactly oh she'll go oh it's for you <laughs> what have you bought here oh man i'm sure i, I don't know missy i'm sure she's very nice um, opening that package and seeing that, I, we're going to scar her for life. I yeah, we, we need Facebook Live on that one. It's for my friends, uh, <laughs> Lance and Josh. I, I think it's interesting that for Kevin, in your office where you have this problem, it's a hygienist. And in this other problem, or this other office, the problem is also a hygienist. Is there something about hygiene that either, number one, makes somebody become louder over over time or number two attract somebody who is already loud to begin with hmm. maybe we should check the frequency of the cavitron and oh, maybe that's yeah. thing could be it that ultrasonic could be like frying yeah. something in the sort of vestibulococular area Ooh. yeah it just uh ruins your hearing over time hygienists all right i'm, I'm not i don't want to generalize sure you do Why of course now? i do i love to Please generalize do. <laughs> hygienists seem to like 
when I talk to somebody who like has a quirky person in their office, I'm going to say seven or eight times out of 10, it's a hygienist. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what's up with hygienists? No offense, hygienists. I'm not, I'm not calling you to the carpet or saying anything, but it just tends to be that hygiene attracts the quirky people. Yeah. I'm, I can see that. It must be freshman level class. Develop your quirky. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So uh, how do you do, how do you address this without being the office bitch? Um, embrace the office bitch. Just, just be it. Yeah. I can tell you that there have been times where Missy has walked out and said, please keep the volume down. And then she comes back and looks at me and says, I'm such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that only lasts for an hour or two. And then it's back to, you know, like spinal tap. This one, this goes to 11. Our hygienist is definitely at 11 every day. Uh, I I feel like if you like sort of used a bunch of like, and I'm assuming that Sam is Southern because of the y'all at the end. If you use like a bunch of Southern kind of slang, sort of like your stereotypical diner uh, waitress would be like in whatever television show, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and, and like have just some quirky Southern sayings or whatever, like, Kiss you're louder, grass. yeah, exactly. Like you're louder than a, a pig in heat, or we're just you know whatever. Like <laughs> bless your like heart. If you, yeah, if you couch yeah, it like in heart. some cutie southern sayings, you would reduce the bitch edge of it seventy percent. Yeah, but make no mistake, you're still a bitch. Oh yeah, but we all are. <laughs> like, oh, it's, yeah, it's whatever. Like don't like don't don't feel insulted by that. We're all like that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say like couch it in some sort of Southerny, like folksy kind of sayings, you know, and just tell her that she's louder than a whatever. (laughs) Um, and the list thing is hard to deal with because that's like a disability and you know, I know you can't really make fun of somebody for a disability. Speech therapy. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, I, this lady's a hygienist. She's been there for a while. I'm assuming she's in her 40s or 50s. I don't know what the success rate on speech therapy on somebody in their 50s would be. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Give just, them a coupon to the, the speech therapist as a passive aggressive way of being helpful. Bless we your love heart. to make fun of dentists who do coupons. I, I don't like, <laughs> can you imagine a speech therapist who does coupons? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. So come up with some quirky Southern sayings and, and just sort of couch it that way. And the hygienist Samantha Simpson will uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully get get it get it through her her uh, clogged up ultrasonic fried ears that uh, that she needs to quiet it down a little bit. That's a tough one, especially yeah. in a smaller office. Yeah, that one's tough. That damn lispy voice echoing everywhere. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right, question three. This is a good one. This is from Reddit, and I just love the questions from Reddit. For our listeners who may not be familiar with Reddit. Reddit is sort of a social site. It's got a bunch of what they call subreddit. So there's a subreddit for pretty much any interest. Uh, and, and there's a subreddit for dentistry. And most of the time, it's patients asking questions to dental professionals. And so this is from Reddit user T. Mappin. And they ask, vaping is bad for roots? I have some teeth that require deep cleaning. And then they, in the question, I'm just going to read what they said because it doesn't make any sense to me. I-A-N-A-D. Uh, I don't know what that stands I, for. I think I, it's, I am not a dentist. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But it I, took me a while for, to figure that one. <laughs> for some reason, I, I was looking at that. I was like, is that Lanap? Is he talking about Lanap? Like, what is he talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am not. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Lance, you're, you're way smarter than I am, Lance. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I work out. I have some teeth that require deep cleaning. I am not a dentist, so the jargon may be wrong here, but uh, here goes. Periodontist says I have two areas 
where the gap between gum and bone is nine millimeters. Apparently, it's supposed to be one to two millimeters. So I have four sessions scheduled in the coming month where they'll freeze me and deep clean, which I assume means get right way down below the gum. He asks if I smoke. I do not, but I do vape, 12 to 18 milligrams, semi-regularly throughout the day. I have for three or four years now. Prior to that, I smoked cigarillos for three years. <laughs> Perry Donis says that he won't even do any work on my mouth if I continue to vape. He says there's no point because vapor's bones don't respond to bone reconstruction. Also, he kept calling it smoking, so I'm not certain he understands the difference. <laughs> so Reddit dentistry experts, does vaping have any impact on teeth, mouth bones, or gums that would make any of this true? He claims there have been a few small studies, and when I pressed him on the details, he says he thinks they were in journal-published papers, but there haven't been many. One more thing, he made a note to the hygienist that I have a coated tongue. If it's true, uh, oh, it's true, I do. Is that from vaping? Is it a way of checking next time to see if I've stopped? Oh, man. Well, I guess it would depend what you're vaping. Because here in Washington, you're probably vaping weed. So that's a thing. It, it, I'm assuming that that's like they put THC in the oil, right? Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that how that works? Yeah, as far as I can tell. Are vapor smokers? Uh, I think I so. Yes. I, I would I would say yes. I would, The thing I love here is like he's... Somehow he's uh, this Reddit user has assumed that he's found the one periodontist in the world that doesn't know what vaping is and has never heard of it or whatever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I, I'm no expert, but I was curious because all of a sudden when the, when we got legal here in Washington, all these weed shops popped up everywhere. I mean, honestly, I, Alan Mead had gone to a BioClear course and was commenting to me that, oh, my God, there's cannabis places everywhere. And, and I'm so used to it now that I, I didn't even notice. But then as I looked around, I'm like, oh, shit, they're, they're everywhere. It's like Starbucks. I mean, now we're at Starbucks here, too. But they're everywhere. And so I got curious, what, what the hell is vaping? How does that work? What are they doing? Is it water vapor? I don't even, didn't even know. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I Googled a little bit, which is dangerous, of course. But it appears that they get this concentrated oil of some sort, whether it be the nicotine or the, I don't, in this case, weed and, and stuff. And when they push a button, they, it connects an electrical current and so it vaporizes that oil into smoke and then you inhale that smoke. Well, to me, that's no different than taking a tobacco and adding a flame to it and making it smoke and then inhaling that smoke. So it's it's you're getting the same effect. It's doing the same damn thing, isn't it? I would agree. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I love the fact that he smoked cigarillos like <laughs> who yeah. on earth smokes cigarettes like that's are you class. a pimp? Like, <laughs> I like how specific it is. Right, right. Exactly, yeah. I mean, because if it was Swisher like, Sweets, then, then you'd just get the fuck out. Right, no. It's, <laughs> oh, only people that viciously beat their spouses smoke cigarillos. <laughs> I think well, that's, that's empirical, yeah. Uh, my comment is, I don't know about you guys, but when I see a, a guy vaping, and usually they're, I guess usually they're guys, but when I see a guy <laughs> vaping, I automatically think douchebag. For and sure. so this Unless, is a douchebag who went from cigarillos to vaping. He's, he's gone in deeper, I think. Right, right. They fully embrace their douchebagness. And, and right. <laughs> now, I, I Googled a little bit about vaping too, Lance. Okay. And I, I ran on to this subgenre of people who do vape tricks. Tricks. They do tricks with vaping. Is that going along with your pimp theme? No, no, oh. no. This is sort of imagine the world's worst David Copperfield <laughs> with with a device that created smoke, and they do these lame tricks with them. 
Okay. And, and, and so here's here's kind of the typical. You, if you go to YouTube, you can find a bunch of stuff on vape tricks. But it's very like, typical like with a yo-yo and you're walking the dog, that kind of trick. Exactly that kind of deal, except blowing clouds <laughs> okay. of vape smoke. The the very typical. You know, you'll see a lot of rings, which I feel like okay, like you know that's kind of a thing, right? Like blowing rings. Okay. Um, but you'll also see like a lot of of people will will puff out a vape and then they'll like push it at you a certain way. Um, I'll have to send you some of these videos because they are buck wild. Okay. And there's literally a hundred thousand vape trick videos on YouTube. Okay. So let me get this straight. You obviously enjoy whatever sort of feeling you get from vaping and you're willing to put enough time into it to learn tricks. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> Everyone's got to have a hobby. Oh, my God. I guess. I- I'm watching one right now, and this Asian gentleman <laughs> oh, no. blows a ring of smoke out of his mouth and then inhales it through his nose and then blows it out through his mouth again like a ring both times. Okay. How many hits of the vape does it take to learn how to do that? Yeah, that- that's got to be not tobacco. Uh Right. <laughs> I will tell you that every single person I've seen in a vape trick video is a male, uh, somewhat overweight. Uh, they all have flat brimmed hats on, which is an interesting kind of deal. Like, I, I think that means just stay away from the flat brim hats. Like, you know, unless you want to be a douchebag. They all look like they're in basements, all of them. And they all are all, you know, look like in their 20s. So at the point that the three of us were in dental school learning how to do you know, complex procedures. These people are learning how to blow cotton tricks with their vape pen. It blows like the amount of Were you going to say it blows baseball, your mind? You, it blows, you know? Pun intended <laughs> that like it, you could get so into this that you learn tricks. Let's go back to his perio stuff. So he says he's got some nine millimeter pockets. Yeah, dude. You're oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not the, the vaping problem. Uh, dude. Yeah, I mean, the vape. Vaping probably isn't helping, but never putting a piece of floss in your mouth probably is more non-contributory or more contributory than the vaping. Right, is. right. Why why the sudden interest in keeping your teeth now, asshole? But I feel like he would also accuse the periodontist of not being right about the floss. Just from the Oh, for sure. sure. For sure. Absolutely. How old do we think this this person is? I'm saying guy because I'm assuming it's a guy just because every person I've ever seen vape is guy. It's the guy. Um, he does 12 to 18 milligrams a day, so that's kind of precise. That's a chick thing. That's super into <laughs> he's whatever it is. He's super he's into vaping. Or what? Hipster, or he's a hipster. Hipsters are precise. Oh, that's yeah. True. It's like artisanal. That's true. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Locally sourced vape. <laughs> you sound like you're from Washington then, yeah. Do you think, have you guys, do you guys notice like, I know Lance, you do some surgery like taking out teeth and whatnot. Do uh-huh. you see more dry sockets in smokers versus non-smokers? Yeah, you know, I don't probably do enough volume to be able to, to see a correlation. I, I would assume yes, but right. honestly, I, I don't. Have... We were all taught that, but yeah. I, you know, I don't know what the data holds on that. I'm, I'm right. guessing it does. Because obviously there's something about smokers and healing, and so that there has to be something about that. And then I think it's of, mostly the sucking part. Yeah, the sucking force or whatever. Yeah, which still would be there for a vape. <laughs> Can't believe uh, this I, sucking force. I always used to giggle at that, like when I would give somebody <laughs> post-op directions, especially if it was like a 27-year-old woman or whatever. Like, yeah, you get the sucking force going on in your mouth. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me, give me a call in four days. Like, don't call me before that. 
<laughs> if you're ready to do some of that sucking force in your mouth. Um, and make sure you don't have any fluoride varnish on your teeth at the time. And... <laughs> so, I, Lance, you do, I, I would assume, and, and Kevin, you guys are, are, are probably the same, but I, we do a lot of initial periotherapy in our office. Yes. Yes. Would you, what would you tell, would you not scale and root plane somebody who was a smoker or a vapor like that? They still need it. They still need to get scaling. Like this periodontist says he won't even, he won't do any work on, on somebody who vapes or smokes. Like they yeah, still he, need perio. He's trying to get rid of them for other reasons. And, and this person's not doing I'm the guessing, math yeah. because yeah, we scale them all the time. Yeah. All yeah. The you time. just have to tell them like, Hey, you may not heal as well as somebody who doesn't. Yeah. Here's your risks and benefits and let's do it. We did your check. Exactly. Clear. I think Lance, you hit the nail on the head. This guy's trying to get rid of this. Uh, the periodontist is trying to get rid of this guy. And he just yeah. doesn't know it. Yeah. That sort of pisses me off because you're a periodontist, man. Like, this is what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this isn't a surprise. Like, you signed up to deal with nasty, gross gum pockets on people who smoke and have diabetes. Like, that is. Yeah. In, in, and, unless. And some dentists referred that person there. And Absolutely. So you pissed off the referral source. So saying you're not going to treat this guy because he vapes is stupid. Like, yeah. you want to charge him a PETA fee or whatever, great. Like, he obviously has money for a vape. I can't imagine those things are free. And I don't know how much it costs per milligram or whatever of this oil. But if he's blowing through 1,800 milligrams of, of, of whatever oil it is, like, yeah. just charge him some more. Like, charge tack on the PETA fee. Yeah, and you get uh, no guarantee. Written, non-guarantee, I'll take your money twice. Right. Absolutely. So... so I, we are all kind of assuming that vaping does have an impact on teeth uh, and mouth bones, as he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth bones. It doesn't do shit for your foot, but your mouth bone is totally your fine. Mouth bones, yeah, your mouth bones are screwed if you vape. Um, I feel like there's a Canadian vibe to this question because they say, uh, I'm scheduled in the coming month where they'll, where they'll freeze me. That's that true. Like- yeah, I was going to ask about that. That's true. All right, so... Let me preface this by saying this. I went to the University of Texas in the late 90s. When Sorry. we talk about a freeze, that has a completely different connotation. There's a there's a cane uh, as the end of the word that, mm. that when we talk about a freeze, that's what we're talking about. Ah. But the first part of the word is Coke. It ain't light up. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, a freeze is when you do a little like bump of, 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 of Coke. Huh. So this may be a dude who's dabbled in the... Uh, 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 booger sugar in the past, if you use yeah. the word freeze. <laughs> okay. Because to me, that's very inside cocaine lingo. Gotcha. Okay. Now I know. Where, where else? He says something else that's weird. Yeah. In the coming month where they'll freeze me and then deep clean, which I assume means get right way down below the gum, which is an interesting turn of phrase. We're going to get right way down below the gum. <laughs> I'm almost uh, imagining some liquid nitrogen therapy where they they just <laughs> freeze the tartar off. <laughs> Yes, and then they'll deep clean it. That's that's a good idea, actually. You remember Terminator 2? Yes. Oh, yeah. Where the new Terminator was made of, like, liquid metal or whatever, and they hit him with the liquid nitrogen and they hit him with a hammer. I wonder if tartar would work like that. If you could, if you could like, literally take, like, Indo ice or something like that and just spray it and then just hit it with, like, a chisel and mm. mallet, and maybe just the tartar just flakes off. We need to find Arnold's periodontist. <laughs> there you go. I have a feeling that the stuff that Arnold put in his body over the years is way worse than vaping would be. <laughs> different. Yes, very different. Different, but worse. Somehow worse. Somehow worse. Have you guys ever um, like seen like a case study or maybe even done this in your practice 
where like your hygienist scaled and replaying the shit out of somebody. And then, like, you go back and check it, and it feels, like, crystal clean and smooth. And then you flap it, and you look at how much tartar is still underneath there. Have you guys ever seen those case yes. reports or whatever? I have not, I, no. It is I've freaking astounding. It's crazy, yeah. Even when periodontists do scaling and replaning, like, the same thing happens. Like, the, for, for, like, a six, like, a six-millimeter pocket, they'll, they'll scale and replay it, and they'll feel it with, like, a pigtail and think it's really clean. And then they'll flap it, and they'll just be, like, massive chunks of tartar still there. Hmm. And it just goes to show you, like, people heal, like, bad mofo. Like, people heal really well. Like, you get most of that stuff out of the way, and things, like, get way better. And so I I feel like just getting this guy's stuff out of the way, like, 9-millimeter pockets, like, tell him, like, hey, initial therapy, you're probably not going to heal as well. You're probably still going to need surgery. You may have some post-op complications, like, whatever. But this guy's been vaping for three or four years. He smoked cigarillos before that. Like, you're not getting this guy to stop. (laughs) <laughs> so take his money and do his perio like a freaking periodontist should. Exactly. I don't yeah. know. Be a bro and help the guy out. That's right. This <laughs> periodontist is a pussy. And as a specialist, you can't be like that. You, you got. That's why you're a specialist. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I always feel bad like when somebody comes to me like for – a like when someone comes in and they need a crown, like it's very typically a lower second molar and it looks like it's going to be a really difficult crown prep. And you're just like, shit, I wish I could refer this to someone. But like this is kind of what I do, you know? Right. Uh, and I'm assuming that like specialists probably get that feeling sometimes like you send a really nasty endo to an endodontist and they probably wish there was another endodontist that they could send it to. Uh, right. I wonder if they get off on it or they exactly like you said, they want to, they would love to pawn it off on someone else. What goes through their heads? Pawning off stuff is great. Like that's the best part of being a general dentist. It's like do what I want yes. to do, pawn off what I don't want to do. There's always somebody that, like kind of behind me that I could send somebody to. Right. And when you're a specialist, you don't have that luxury. Yeah. Oh, well. Hopefully this periodontist grows a set and, and does <laughs> the scaling or replaining on the smoker, heaven forbid. Like, this guy's the only guy that smokes in this guy's practice. Come on. Exactly. That's that's the other thing. It, it, yeah. What about all the others? Right. All the ones that don't tell you that they're vaping. Yeah. And they heal beautifully, and you would never even know had they not, you know, if they didn't tell you. So, yeah, Peridonis, nut up and do it. Get your stupid ultrasonic out and clean this guy up. Yep. Very good. Well, I think that about does it for today. Kevin, you were awesome. Um, Thanks. It's so funny that you have a loud hygienist as well. Um, and the, and that you're an adamant vapor and you smoke cigarillos. I think it just worked perfectly today. Yes. Uh, after we're done here, this actually has popped my podcast cherry. So after I'm done, I'm going to go downstairs and smoke a cigarillo. And nice. just because of this, I'm going to vape afterwards too. You know how I knew that you smoked cigarillos? You live in awesome. Cleveland. That's how I knew. Uh-huh. Cigarillo, uh, did, you, did you expect us to not have like at least a couple of Cleveland jokes loaded up and ready for you? Uh, it's been my entire life experience. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> think anything else. What makes us tough. Awesome. Kevin, it has, it has been fun. Uh, Lance, what do we want our listeners to do after they listen to this? We want them to go do something. What is that? We want you to go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or a one. No two, three, or four. So it's either a five or a one. And if you're going to do a one, you can just go f*** yourself. But, but yeah, I was going to let me preface that. If you're going to leave a one-star rating, I want you to stop before you hit submit and look at yourself in the mirror and just ask yourself, what are you doing with your life? And and if you can then in good conscience hit one star, then fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Uh, and there, apparently there's a lot of uh, 
Apple haters. So you can also rate us on other things like Stitcher and, and, and SoundCloud and, and stuff like that. Yeah. What about the Google Play? Does the Google Play Store have ratings? I don't know. I actually don't know. I made sure we got yeah, listed I'm not there. A, but I'm an Android guy. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm an Apple all the way. So, I, so yeah. Um, so preferably iTunes, but whatever you're listening on, go on there, rate, review, um, five stars. Lance's favorite number is five. It's um, five by he five. loves Joe DiMaggio. I think Joe DiMaggio is number five. Was he? I don't know. Yeah. I think okay. so. I'm pretty sure. Um, I like his coffee. Hit us up. Hit us up. What? Joe DiMaggio had coffee? <laughs> Mr. Coffee. Oh, he was the Mr. Coffee guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, that's like, yeah, that's a little before my time, I think. Oh, okay. I'm old. <laughs> Those were made in Cleveland. Mr. Oh, coffee. Oh, Mr. Really? Coffee's made in Cleveland. I'll be yeah. damned. That was a big Cleveland company back in the day. Wow. Nice. Wow. I don't know where they're made now. Probably China or something. Well, now they're totally fucked. You got the Keurig machines, the Green Mountain stuff. So, that's right. Starbucks. A- Andrea is a huge Nespresso person. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good she stuff. Like, oh, she's like obsessed with this. She like does the frothing thing and layers stuff up. She does it every morning. It's like her thing. Froth. Yeah. We, we yeah. did it a couple Christmases ago. We got that machine and we did all that and we made the, the different layers. It was so cool. And then I got lazy and I just made coffee. <laughs> yeah, it happens. That's it. <laughs> how you do your dentistry too right yeah pretty much if i can phone it in i'm there uh hit us up at workinginterferences.com and uh, you could submit questions there you could listen to old episodes we are ever improving that website trying to add some more stuff to it we'll get with sean mandeviver to hopefully get that thing wrapped up soon um you can hit us up on all the social bullshits uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. working interferences on facebook yeah. Uh, interferences on Twitter and Instagram. Um, what else am I forgetting? Is there anything else? I think that's it. I think it's all of them. Send us your questions, workinginterferences at gmail.com. And, and Kevin, we have a tradition at, at the end of our shows. Um, if we don't have a guest, it's either Lance or I. And if we do have a guest, we bestow the privilege upon the guest to pick a song uh, for us to close the podcast with. So, uh, Lance kind of does like the last song that he downloaded uh, off of iTunes or whatever. Um, other people kind of pick their favorite song or a song that's like, you know, that's their jam for the moment. So, Kevin, we're just going to let you pick a song that you like and we will throw it at the end of the podcast here and maybe okay. give us a, a quick five or 10 seconds of why you picked that song. So, um, I knew this because I'm an avid listener. And uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I'm going to take a left turn here. And go with uh, uh, Missy and I's favorite new band, the Avit Brothers. Nice. And we're gonna go with uh, Head Full of Doubt because nice. uh, it sums up our our relationship and our our experiences over the past couple of years. And most of my dentistry is done with a head full of doubt. <laughs> or a head full of vape. Here we go. That's exactly right. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we're all gonna go work on our vape tricks, and we will see you next week. Peace. Thank you. Upon me that's flooded in light In the fine print they tell me what's wrong and what's right And it comes in black and it comes in white And I'm frightened by those who don't see it Where nothing is owed, deserved or expected And your life doesn't change by the man that's elected.
If you're loved by someone you're never rejected, decide what to be and go be it. There was a dream. I'm frightened by those who don't see it. 